Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to share with you some things about building confidence that I wish I knew. This is stuff that I wish I knew 10, 15 years ago, but I'm going to distill all my things that I've learned and give it to you on a silver platter. So get a pen and paper and get ready for some really good tips that will impact your life coming to you after this short break. And we're back. But before we dive into today's content, as always, I love to thank those of you who have been listening for the very first time or you have been listening for multiple episodes. And I want to give a special shout out for those of you who have been liking and sharing these podcasts with other people. I really appreciate your continued support. Make sure that you follow me on my socials, denisegelee.com on my LinkedIn, Denise George Lee, and on my Twitter, Denise G. Lee, where you're going to find lots of resources and things to help not just improve your mindset, but obviously your money. And if you're interested in working with me, make sure that you go to DeniseGLee.com and click courses. And depending on your need and where you want to go in your business, I think I have something that will be of benefit to you. Lastly, if you have any questions or concerns, make sure that you send me a message at hello at denisegeely.com. If you've got a topic or show idea that you would love me to talk about, love to hear your thoughts. In addition, if you just have any kind of questions or want to follow up more about what I said, I also can be reached at hello at denisegeely.com. So I've been getting some people sending me some messages. I've been really appreciating the things that I have been receiving so far, and I can't wait to hear from you. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode about confidence building. Before I started to hit the record, I always try to summarize the things that are on my mind top plate, the things that I don't want to lose track of. But there were so many other ideas that were just bombarding in my mind about just my business and my personal life. And I felt myself compelled to tell you a little story that's a little off the beaten path, but I think it's a really good segue into what this main message is. The other day, I got a message from my my child's teacher, and the note said that on occasion, Max makes some sad choices. That's it was a very cryptic message. Max makes some sad choices. And then I, you know, I'm you know me, you know, I'm super curious. I'm like trying to figure out what what exactly is a sad? Was it a bad? What what's the difference? And I kind of figured out through asking the teacher and asking the parent, um sorry, ask not the parent, I'm the parent, asking my my son about what was going on and I realized that he was more or less being convinced with another young student to roll on the carpet on occasion. It was kind of disruptive to the classroom setting. And when I asked my 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 son's teacher about, well, what should I tell him? Because I'm trying to figure out what, what I should say. And the teacher responded, well, you just tell him to do what he thinks is best. And I didn't respond back, but in my mind, I was thinking, 
Obviously, my son decided to do what was best in the time frame. Otherwise, he wouldn't roll the carpet. You know, in his mind, that was the best plan in his mind because the fear of not being valued by his peer was higher than the disappointment from his teacher. And with that being said, that's what I want to roll into our time with one another and saying that a lot of us are making lots of decisions based on short-term outcomes, short-term things. While he may like the accolades from his friends and being egged on by his friends, he was missing out that he was causing a disruption to not just the teacher and potentially disrupting the flow of the classroom. And how often are we making these quick snap decisions because we are lured into the belief that if we make this person happy, we can somehow feel a little bit better about ourselves, even though what we're doing may not be exactly the best interest in our best interest. To translate this into our business life, this could be us working longer hours than we were paid for. This could be adding on way too much more than we initially agreed to. This could be us more or less absorbing more or less verbal abuse from the people that we're working around or emotional abuse or being bullied around because we're afraid of speaking up. A lot of times we are making these decisions because we think that it's worth it in the long run. And I'm here to tell you that that is really faulty programming. And I've come up with a list of certain things that from my experience and some of the things that I've experienced in, from other clients, past and present, that I think is really going to be helpful to you if you have really struggled with doubt and insecurity and people pleasing and not feeling worthy about yourself. The number one thing that I have seen is a lot of my past clients, current clients, have had difficulty understanding faulty messaging from the past. Now, let me break down what that exactly looks like. For example, let's say you grew up in a household where it was more or less abusive situation. And I'm not necessarily saying physical. It could have been emotional where you had a parent that was extremely volatile and because they were so volatile you were always walking on eggshells emotionally and you always wanted to try to say the right things or not upset people and try to get everything just right and even when you think you got things just right they would still try to find something to blow up and you in turn the internalize the messaging that only if you're good all the time and absorb any type of feelings that you may have discomfort or disbelief or feeling scared or afraid, then you will be rewarded. You'll be rewarded as long as you play the good kid. And that is faulty messaging because we have, haven't we all seen so many times where you could do the right thing in terms of your driving like correctly on the road, or you could do the right thing, meaning you could be nice to your neighbors and they could still poop on your lawn when you're not looking. We can do the right thing over and over and over, but there is no guarantee that if we just do the right thing and we don't complain, we don't make a fuss, that things will just magically work in our favor in the long run. I think a lot of us have cons- misconstrued 
it as an adult that says that being nice is synonymous with cowardice. I'll say that again. A lot of us have misconstrued cowardice with nicety. And these are two completely different things. We can, as an adult, we may not have felt the power to as a child, but we 100% can as an adult stand up for ourselves and say, no, I can't work additional hours. This is not part of our contract. Our right as an adult to say, no, I don't allow people to uh, have their pets uh, deposit their waste on my lawn. I say, no, I don't work with clients who don't pay me X in advance or whatever your policy is. We have been so miswired, especially if as an adult, we just continue these people pleasing patterns and not asking ourselves, where in the world did we get this messaging to begin with? Where in the world did we come to the conclusions that we are being mean or we're not being a team player if we are allowing people to more or less trample over our sense of self-worth, our sense of identity, a sense of what we can and cannot do that's reasonable. Especially I see this in with employers and recent graduates, junior level staffers, where the junior level staffer is doing everything to try to impress the boss. And the boss really just wants to take advantage of the situation because they don't want to hire new people or they just don't have a budget for certain things. And a certain person feeling eager, they want to take over and do a whole bunch of stuff and not realizing that they're being taken advantage of in the process because of their naivety and their insecurity. And then hopefully, hopefully as they get older, maybe they'll learn to have a sense of backbone and be able to protect themselves. But what I see more than often is that they repeat the same uh, dysfunctional pattern when they finally obtain employees and the cycle begins all over again. But we can break those patterns. We can be very clear and we can say to people, this is what I can do. This is what I can do. And we can tie, we can break those ties to the past and say that just because it was normal in my family of origin, just because it was normal amongst these family members and these dynamics, it was inappropriate. It was unreasonable. And I expect more from myself today. And just because someone believes that it's appropriate doesn't mean that I need to go along with it. I'm going to repeat that again. Just because somebody in the past, for whatever reason, thought it was okay, I as an adult with an adult brain and high functioning uh, sense of a, a, a self can realize that this was a toxic environment and I deserve better for myself. I know that what I'm saying needs a lot more time than this podcast alone. So I've developed a resource called Amazing Attitude. You can find it on denisegeely.com slash courses and Amazing Attitude where we kind of talk about your past and talk about how your past is sabotaging your present. It's called Amazing Attitude. This, that's just me just explaining that. I go into a lot more depth about this issue, but suffice to say, for a lot of us, we are 
really running on old faulty messaging that is not applicable for today. And we have to always catch ourselves and ask ourselves, am I responding as an adult, a capable adult? Or am I responding as that helpless child that was dependent on people and a very dysfunctional, chaotic environment? Maybe you're going to have to repeat that on loop for a few years. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that this is going to take a listening to a couple of podcasts like this or perhaps a book or two. If you have been in toxic relationships or toxic family dynamics for years on end, it's going to take a while to deprogram from all of that stuff. But there is light. There is new possibilities. So I just want to explain to you that this should be a springboard in that right direction. Now let's talk about how your past is not indicative of future results. And I have a very silly example about this. If you have been to any grocery store, (laughs) you may have seen this package of goldfish and it's called Graham Goldfish. It's from the same people who make the cheese goldfish. I believe it's from Nabisco. It doesn't really matter who it's from, but the whole point is that the packaging is from a company that is well known for selling cheesy goldfish, but they have came up with this new packaging for Graham goldfish. And what is the point of the story that you may be asking yourself? Okay. Well, when I remember the first time I saw it, I saw it at Target and I was with a friend and I picked it up and I looked at it and I had a little grimace on my face and my, I kind of just crinkled my nose and looked at my lip a little bit, curled it up and I said, what in the heck is this, cheese? But it had, it, didn't, it was Graham Goldfish and I was like, yuck, and I put it down. And I remember going to the grocery store a few days later And this was after I did a little bit of research about this particular product because it was so fascinating to me. What in the world is this? this, It looks like the same cheese crackers, but it's Graham. And I read some reviews. I went to the store and I decided to go ahead and buy it. And I remember showing it to a couple of friends and showing it to my husband. They all kind of had that same kind of cringe look on their face. But I decided to, to... to consume it. And it was really tasty, I might add. It had a little sprinkling of cinnamon on top of cinnamon and sugar. It was very tasty, a little bit sweeter than I expected it, but it was tasty nonetheless. What is the point I'm trying to make to you about this is that because we are so accustomed to looking at certain things, past clients, past bad or great experiences with certain people that look familiar, we come to these conclusions that it's not worth dealing with people. It's not worth taking the risk. It's not worth filling the blank because we have done this. We come to the conclusion that they're all more or less the same and we have an idea of how how this person or how this thing is going to act or perform or whatever. And I want to let you know that if That is one way that we can sabotage our confidence. The way we can grow our confidence is by always taking little risks and abandoning our preconceived notions based on past experiences. Now, I gave this example about the goldfish because 
how often are we making these snap decisions? And I know why we do it because our brain, our reptilian little minds, we are constantly bombarded with so much information. It is much easier and faster for us to make these conclusions quickly and moving on to the next because we have so much stimuli. We have so many decisions to make. We can't somehow want to take a pause and do the research. But I'm telling you, part of us being confident is making educated decisions. Part of our decision process of exploring and discovering and learning something new helps us to feel more confident about our ability to research, our ability to be innovated, our process of just exploring We need to get better at it. I think for a lot of us who have suffered with confidence issues, we like to stay in this little box surrounded with the familiar people and the familiar things and never really want to test out things because everything that we are exposed to has been battle tested and we are confident that it works for us. And why in the world would we want to expose ourselves to a potential risk? We may ask ourselves, why in the world are we going to do that when we feel comforted and we feel secure in where we're at right now? And I want to let you know that if that's where you're at, expect not to grow. I don't know any other way to say it, but expect not to grow. We are leaders, we are movers and shakers in our community. And the way we do that is by constantly going out and exploring something new. And you're going to feel uncomfortable at first. No one likes to explore different things because it feels really awkward. It feels really uncomfortable in the beginning, but we're going to have to go back, even if it feels familiar, it may not be the same person or the same type of person that we see from the surface. We have to take that pause button, even if it feels uncomfortable. Now let's talk about being brave to make your yes yeses and your no's no's. And this is definitely something that I'm not myself have struggled with at times, not going to lie with you. I have definitely nodded my head to things where I felt extremely uncomfortable, but that's something totally different from saying yes to something that you know is going to help you grow versus saying yes because you're afraid of disappointing someone. Those are two different things. And when I say make your no be no, I'm saying no to saying things that actually take you away from your goals, saying no to things that suck your time. For example, plopping down and watching Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming TV provider of choice from 5 to 11 p.m. before you go to sleep instead of working on your sales page, instead of working on improving your business, as an example. Okay, or perhaps saying no to work because you have been grinding out for so hard and so long, you need to spend more time with your family and friends and decompress and get some relaxation. It's so much more to the conversation to what I have to briefly share when I say make your yes be yeses and your no be no's. But here's the thing as human beings, it is extremely easy for us to want to ignore what our heart is saying. And sometimes what our heart is saying is actually going back to the familiar and the comfortable. 
we're always trying to want to stretch ourselves, or at least we should be wanting to stretch ourselves as entrepreneurs, as leaders. But at the same time, we don't want to stretch ourselves to the point of exhaustion and breakdown. And being very clear about what we can handle, what we can't handle, and what we need to do to stretch ourselves can always take us in that right direction. I remember even just a couple of years ago before I started my podcast, somebody was suggesting to start a podcast, me suggesting that I start a podcast rather. And they told me that once you start, once some people really like listening to you, they will binge listening to your voice. They will want to listen over and over and over again to certain episodes. And for me, the fear of ums and clutches and ands and people not understanding what I had to say or not appreciating what I had to say, which was overriding my ability to work through the discomfort, to work through creating podcast after podcast after podcast. If I did not hear not just that person, but then it got reinforced from an article that I read and I realized, my goodness, I'm missing out on so many opportunities, but I'm letting my fears have the driver's seat to how I want to run my business. And I do enjoy podcasts. I listen to a variety of podcasts. Sometimes I'll even listen to my own on on a particular subject because I need to remind myself of the truths that I know internally. The point I'm trying to make is that I wasn't going to do that because I was letting my fears drive me. And my yes was a yes to myself and a no to my fears. And when we're clear about the decision that we're going to make, we're going to have to make the fortitude to go through it for good or for bad. I don't really think there's any kind of idea of a bad decision. I've heard people say so much, oh, that was a bad decision. And I'm thinking to myself, how was that a bad decision? Without that experience, you wouldn't have learned that it wasn't a right move. You just have new data points that you can now just refer to in the past and reflect on. It doesn't mean that you can't do it again. Perhaps you could do it differently. Perhaps you could do it with somebody else. Perhaps that sometime in the future might be more appropriate. We don't know, but by us keeping ourselves limited, we are really missing out on not just professional development, but emotional development as well. And that brings me to my last subject. And it's really a little hybrid of not just confidence, but just business in general. And it's regarding creating new products and or services. And that's really, really scary, especially in the beginning of our business when we don't have a list (laughs) or our list is micro, like less than a thousand people, or we just don't have a lot of popularity and we're afraid of building a whole bunch of products and or services and we're unsure about what we're doing. And my advice to you is if you want to build confidence, you don't have to pay for a bunch of new products, you can actually just build a sales page, show some demos, show the prototype or show what it is. If people express interest, let them insert their email and then you'll give them more information at a later time. You know, boom, you can build confidence by just taking little micro steps. We don't have to go ahead and just blow up and like make 
invest thousands of dollars and do all these things, if we're unsure about the market demand or we're unsure on whether or not it's actually something that we want to build a, a, a long, big business about it, we can take little micro steps. There's no sense in us investing way too much time and energy on something that is not for certain. We can take those little micro steps. We can ask for people's opinions. We can talk about it on social medias. We don't have to spend all these countless hours to do certain things if we're unsure of the results. But it helps by those little micro steps. You know there's probably a whole bunch of a laundry list of things that you want to do personally and professionally right now where you know for a fact that you need to take a, a, a little step right now. It could be with your business. It could be with your personal life. Well, what it, Whatever it is, you need to make a decision and it doesn't have to be big. Make Think about one step and then maybe even that little that step looks really humongous you can make a micro step what does that micro step look like and do that next micro step and then make that next micro step we can make everything in really bite-sized easy chunks and that is a huge way for you to build confidence because you don't have to build Rome overnight right you can focus on just building a step one step at a time. That's how every business is formed. I was thinking about an article that I read uh, most recently about Jessica Alba, and she was talking about her honest company reached a billion dollars in sale, and she started it in 2012. And she was explaining how she had a lot of people saying it was a naysayers and people who were saying we shouldn't do this. But she believed even from the beginning, the inception of her business, that it was going to be big. It was going to help people. It was going to her products about that were designed for kids and now it's reaching over to skincare for adults and whatnot, that it was going to help a lot of people. And she started bit by bit by bit. But she believed in it and she was constantly pouring into her business. Of course, she's an actress. Of course, she had funding and all that stuff. But it started with her passion and her dream and her working tirelessly but and consistently. So my question to you is, if you really believe in something, what are you going to do? You're going to have to make some really radical shifts. You Perhaps you need to get a coach. Perhaps you need to get some new friends. Perhaps you need to shift how you use your free time. Perhaps you need to work on some more inner healing work from your past. Whatever that looks like. Perhaps you need to dive deep and ask yourself what really needs to be done and not make excuses for ourselves. A lot of us are really chipping away on our lives in terms of our inactivity because we are so committed to keeping ourselves safe and secure that we're losing out on opportunities. And I don't want that happen that happen to you. And I don't want to happen to me either. I don't want to wake up one day and go, gosh, darn it, a decade has gone. Or gosh, darn it, all these experiences have passed me because I was so fearful of taking that next step. I don't want that to happen to you. So as part of confidence, we're going to go into the unknown. Part of confidence is we're going to heal from our past. Part of confidence involves us taking those micro little risks. We don't have to bite off the whole enchilada at once. We can take little steps at a time. Well, that is it. If I had to summarize this time with one another, I would definitely say that it all starts with us making the decision for our future self. What do we really want 
more of? What do we want less of? And what are we willing to give up in order to get what we want? You deserve so much more than you can even ask or imagine right now. Just believe in yourself. And with that being said, if you have any other questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me at hello at denisegeely.com. And if you really love this episode, make sure that you forward this episode to somebody else. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.